Hello, and welcome to the Wrong Town podcast, the first ever, the inaugural Wrong Town podcast um, with with Wrong Town and the podcast. <laughs> this is Riley, and I'm joined by Claw. Oh, hi! And we're going to do a podcast. Um, usually, we are uh, videographers. We create award-winning video content. Yeah, on I the think internet. that's what we are. Yeah, pretty much. Um, at YouTube.com/slash Wrong Town Central. Check it out. But today we are taking a break from uh, transmitting into your eyes. <laughs> and we're going to force words into your ears. <laughs> going to give your eyes a little rest today. Um, so, you know, to keep in with our... People who know the channel will know that we're, we, we have our fingers pretty firmly on the pulse. Oh, yeah. We are the first place. If you want to know what's going on in the world of gaming, first. Wrong town. Exactly. Well, I was, I was looking up and I saw an article from 2009 which said that podcasting is huge. So I thought now is probably the right time yeah, for us to get involved. Yeah, now is the perfect time. It. Yeah, exactly. because if we wait any longer, we're we're gonna miss it. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> so yeah, we're probably gonna talk for like an hour to an hour and a half, and um, we're hopefully gonna do this once a month. But I mean, if people like it, I guess we could try and yeah. If do demand it is high, you know, if this gets like if five people listen to this, I see no reason to not do it every day. Yeah. I mean, if demand is low, we might never do it again. So. Yes, <laughs> that's far more likely. It's it's a win win, right? So yeah, um, this is hopefully going to be doing the rounds on on our YouTube channel, but also on iTunes. If you have an iPhone or an iPad or something, you want to listen to us in the car, that's fine. If you don't have a car, get a car and uh, listen yeah. to us in the car. Oh, and the other thing. Oh yeah, the the important, the, the really part. important thing. Go on. I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Go on. Go on. <laughs> uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're a subscriber, then you probably already know that uh, Wrong Town uh, has a policy of uh, putting little beepy noises over swear words. Uh, not for censorship, but just because it's funny. But in the- <laughs> It is funnier. It's yeah. definitely funnier. Because you know exactly what we're saying. But in this podcast, because it's a podcast, it's meant to be just like a, a more casual like chat. It's meant to just be... It's a podcast, and I've heard that people swear in those. So basically, we're not going to censor this. So if you're sensitive to swearing, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Yeah, you, po- you, you know, there's going to be swear words in this. Well, there be- might be. I don't know. I, I try not to swear as a rule. But sometimes it just fucking happens. <laughs> I was wondering who was going to be first because I was going to do exactly the same thing. <laughs> just leapt in and took the first swear right out from underneath yeah. me. So that's it. It's uh, it's the, what were we called again? Uh, the Wrong Time Podcast. The Wrong Time Podcast. It's pretty simple when you it's, think about uh, it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not censored. It's uncensored, if you will, and that's really all there is to it. Yeah, we're going to talk about games because that's I sh- probably should have said that first, right? Oh yeah, it's about games, is it? Well, actually, it can be about anything, but today it's about games. It's about games. <laughs> so, in the spirit of it being about games, Claw, what games have you been playing recently? What video games? Uh, I don't really play that many video games. <laughs> right. Okay. I've, you know, I kept very busy with the you know the day to day admin of uh, of running a, a YouTube enterprise. Sure. But. I can probably think of something. I'll tell you what I have played mm. a little bit of, not a huge amount. I got uh, Black Ops 3. Oh, wow. That's like yeah. just out. Exactly. It, That's it's too fresh new. for us. And uh, I didn't buy it. There's an interesting story behind that, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Really? <laughs> uh, I, I acquired Black Ops 3 mm-hmm. for no cash, and I played, I've played a little bit of the campaign, and I've played a little bit of Zombies. Uh, and it's you know it's just it's pretty standard, but oh, <laughs> I mean I, I can tell you a little bit about the campaign. I can tell you that I hate it. Okay. And I think it's probably the worst one ever. <laughs> in, in fairness, you know, just to full disclosure, I haven't played the campaign of Advanced Warfare, 
and I only played half of Ghosts because it was so bad I turned it off. So, I'm not an expert, but this is the worst COD campaign I've played. Wow. Visually, it's very impressive. I'll say it definitely looks next-gen. Like, there's definitely something about the new Black Ops that's just like... I can tell why they didn't choose to do the campaign on the other consoles. Yeah. Because they're only doing the campaign on the next gen. You, you can't get the campaign if you play on... It has no campaign. And I believe... I, I'm pretty sure that's a fact. I don't know it's a fact. If any, anyone's got it for uh, last gen, they would maybe confirm that. I believe there is no campaign. It's multiplayer only on 360 and PlayStation 3. Wow, that's that's pretty huge. Well, I think it's just because it can't be supported. They oh, would right. have to lower it too much. That's my understanding. Scandalous. That might be a lie, but that's what I've been hearing everywhere. No, I'm, I'm accepting it as, as the truth. Yeah, and it, it, it looks very good. It looks impressive, but the story is just absolute shash. It's like it's like the, the original Black Ops, Yeah. Where and Black Ops 2, which I played a little bit of. Actually, I've got a running trend of turning off Black Ops campaigns. Well, they're was, all terrible. I was going to say, Black Ops 2 was the COD game that lost me. Yeah. I bought every COD game from 4 up to Black Ops 2, and then I was done. That was it. Yeah, they're game very, over. they're not great. And this is exactly, they're trying to be like kind of in your mind and like surprising it, but it's just obvious and terrible and... Like, everything about it was bad. It's really confusing, because I've only played about 30 minutes or 45 minutes worth of the game, which took me about five hours, probably, and yeah, <laughs> it's just absolute nonsense. There's just, like, robots everywhere, and people are running up walls and jumping around, and, like, characters are just, like, looking at each other like there's more story I don't know yet, and they've got, like, computers in their heads, which are called DNIs, and they're like, DNI this, DNI that, and then everything disappears. It's like, oh, you were in your DNI. That wasn't real. This is real. No, wait, it's not. DNI, DNI. Look, look, well, there's a mech over there, and then you shoot a mech with your gun, it doesn't kill it, but then when you are a mech, if you shoot a mech with the same gun, it dies. It's just, it's... It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I I actually think I want to play it more now based on <laughs> what you've told me about it. And the lip syncing is terrible. I actually want to add that because I, before I was saying graphically it's very good. Mm. Like the mouths of the characters just... There's, I don't know who's responsible for that, but the words don't look like they're coming out of there. You're going to have to finish it to find out who was responsible for the lip syncing. Yeah, it's... That's how they get you. Yeah, it's very... I mean, I can't really talk too much about the gameplay other than it's still got all that running along walls, parkour, jumpy, you are robot stuff in it. But it seemed okay. It felt okay, but the, in story terms, it's just absolute nonsense. Like, I mean, maybe I'm not far enough in to properly critique it, but it seems like they're trying to present it as in, like, it's going to mess with your head, it's going to be levels upon levels, and actually it's just very obvious and mm. quite confusing like it's just a lot of like have you got the intel you pick up the drive and send it to that place and all oh, the black side is under cia <laughs> dna dni whatever it is like robots you betrayed me it's terrible it's, it's terrible that's my experience it might get better mm. i'm not gonna play it so it would <laughs> <laughs> for you the, the story ends here <laughs> Yeah, that's really all I've got to say about the campaign. Zombies is a complete other matter. Yeah. If you want to hear a little bit about a little bit, if you want to hear a little bit about zombies, I do. Uh, I haven't played the the flagship one. The kind of this is the the one with all the, the actors exactly, like right, Ron yeah, Perlman yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah. in it. But I played the giant, the uh, Darius, the mm -hmm. new one, and it's really good. It's really, I think it's actually much better than Black Ops or Black Ops uh, two. Two <laughs> was it even in Black Ops? Yeah, it was. Maybe it wasn't. It Black was in Ops World 2. at War and Black Ops, I think. It might have been in Black Ops 2 as well. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, <laughs> World at War is amazing. That is the original. That is the for me, that is zombies. That's what that's the purest form of it. This feels like 
Black Ops took it in the wrong direction, and Black Ops 3 has brought it back. It feels really good. It feels better to play. The zombies aren't as hard to kill, which I think is a good thing, because Black Ops is just too difficult. Mm. It just felt like it was much closer to the original experience, which I really liked. So, And there's this thing called Gobblegum in it which is great because it's basically like perks, but you know how perks are really expensive in zombies? Yeah. Gobblegum's 500 points and it just gives you a random perk for a time period. It's nice. great. Do they still have the mystery box? That was my favorite they part. They do. They still they have do. the mystery box, the pack-a-punch. It's just the it's just the original map with the original stuff, but you have like all new guns and stuff. And it's I mean, it's all new textures and lighting and stuff. It looks cool. It looks cool, but more important is it feels good. Like, I, I am rubbish at Black Ops Zombies. I'm really good at World of War Zombies. And for me, it's just because the two games are totally balanced differently in gameplay and the difficulty level. Yeah. This is much closer to World of War, which means I like it. Hmm, intriguing. Yeah, that's everything I've got to say about Black Ops. I don't ever want to speak of it again. <laughs> well, you've given me something to think about now because I wasn't going to buy it. And I I still don't think I'm going to buy it, but that does sound quite cool. Yeah. I mean, the campaign is... It's dreadful. Yeah, of course. I, I, I don't even feel like I've covered everything I didn't like about it, but it's, <laughs> it's bad. Fair enough. Well. Yeah, that's all there is. Black Ops 3. Would you say, if you had to sum it up in a word, would you say recommended or <laughs> unrecommended? Sum, if I had to sum it up in a word. <laughs> I don't one know. word, one word. Unrecommended would definitely be a word. <laughs> Excellent. Unrecommended out of 10. Yeah. I can't think of a better one because shash isn't really a word. <laughs> I think I think we can popularise it. Yeah. Is that all you've been playing? Just yeah, Black I, Ops? I, I've not really played a lot of games, really. But oh, it's good to see you're prepared for this. Yeah, Black Ops. And I, I, I didn't want to play it. Mm. You know, I just felt obligated because I received it in the mail. Is this a story you're going to tell? Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about it now. I, well, I'm curious. I want to know how you got it for free because uh, I'm wondering if there's a way I can also get it for free. I got it for free because I pre-ordered it. Oh, Everybody, okay, everybody's okay. revolting pitchforks. <laughs> I pre-ordered it. And I'll tell you why. I pre-ordered the like the Juggernaut edition, the Juggernaug edition, because I wanted the fridge. I don't. I didn't want the game. And I actually, my plan was I, I pre-ordered the special edition, which is like 180 pounds in the UK, which is a lot of money. Jesus. Yeah, because I wanted the fridge. It's basically the Juggernaug fridge from this, the this game. This is like this is like the sort of expensive bundle pack yeah, where exactly. you get a big toy with it. As yeah, well, and right? the toy okay. is a big real fridge that chills real drinks that's and makes cool. all the noises and stuff. And it was just awesome. And I thought I must have it. That's pretty cool. And that's all I wanted because I didn't want the game because I knew the game was going to be exactly what it has been so far. Apart from zombies, a surprise was good. Mm. But my plan was I'll buy the fridge and I'll sell the game and everything on all the DLC and I'll just keep the fridge. And then uh, you know, big surprise. <laughs> Pre-order was not honoured. Was it? Was it Game UK by any it, chance? It, it was. Oh, <laughs> it was dear. Game UK. Surprisingly, you know, it's, um, it's not the first time I've been burnt by mm. pre-ordering from them, but and a lot of other people in the same boat. I hear, but yep. they didn't honour it. But what they did do in their defence, what they did do is for me, and I'm sure anybody else who didn't get their special edition, they gave us the hardened edition and the season pass for nothing. So you didn't have to pay anything. You just Zero. Got- I got Black Ops free. Special edition, hardened edition, and the season pass for nothing. I find it weird because, like, I don't normally pre-order games, and I'm not as into the kind of tat that comes with it as you are, like the fridges and <laughs> the prosthetic arms and all this kind yeah. of stuff where you get with games. Cool as they are, like they just sit on my shelf and just gather dust. I'd never use them. I'd never look at them. I'd be like, "That's cool for five seconds," and they'd be like, "Oh, I just spent 150 quid on that." I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know what you do, but. I can sort of see, especially like Black Ops 3, huge game. I'm sure there was like hundreds and thousands of, of pre-orders. But like that's not even the first time they've done that. And it's not even the first time they've done that recently. Yeah, they like, did it with uh, Metal Gear. 
Yep. Uh, I'm hearing the same thing about Fallout 4. Yep. And is Fallout 4 even out yet? Well, time of recording. The, well, so the the biggest ones were Metal Gear Solid 5, obviously. They, yeah. they, they screwed that up with the prosthetic arm um, DLC. Not DLC, you know, the, the, the yeah, toy you get with exactly. it. Exactly. It's, like, it's just a toy. Let's not, let's not be beating around the bush yeah. here. They're toys. Um, and the fridge for Black Ops 3. And there was like a screw up with Super Mario Maker as well, where it's not like there was, I think there was like the Amiibo edition or something like that, but they ended up charging people like up to seven times for the game. So people <laughs> were like looking in their bank accounts and game had taken away all their money and they got one copy of Super Mario Maker out of it. So, you know, pretty upsetting for them. Um, but today, <laughs> we are recording this on the 10th of November, which gamers around the world will know is the day that Fallout 4 is being released. Yeah. It was actually released at midnight, you know, last night. Um, and there is another game story brewing about the fact that people haven't got their the edition that comes with the Pip Boy yeah. uh, sort of arm attachment thing that you put your phone into, which again is a stupid toy. But like the people who are into that stuff are really into that stuff. Yeah, and, and, like, and we're and we're like committing to it, like because months and months ago exactly. as well. Yeah. And the weird thing is, it seems like every time it's the same story. Like games send you an email and say we couldn't process your payment. Like that's like their story. Yeah. But it surely it can't be that everyone in the world's bank account stopped working at the same time or yeah. PayPal went down. I have a couple of issues with it because like the first of all, it's like you said, that's the most common one they use. They try to say your payment failed. For me, they couldn't do that, which I'll explain in a moment. So that was that one. But also it's the fact that another issue I want to talk about is like why because game has a track record of doing this. They do. They they keep doing it for every game. Because like I said, this isn't the first time this has happened to me. Like I, I'm pretty sure I pre-ordered like Tomb Raider or something. I can't even remember. I pre-ordered some game back in the day mm-hmm. and I didn't get my edition of that either. Like game always do this. But the reason that I pre-order and the reason I think a lot of other people pre-order is because you don't have a choice. Game gets the exclusives. If you want that stuff, only game has it in the UK. That that is true, yeah. And so why does the know. only person who is constantly being selected by these like uh, publishers to like to release the special edition why are they always not delivering? Like, well, surely they should lose that right. So, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe gamer just like driving big trucks full of money up to the offices of Bethesda and stuff be. like that. Because like, they're, every single game that comes out, they're selling more than they have, or they're just but, or who knows what they're. Well, doing. the thing, the, the other thing, it could be is that I could be wrong about this, but game are pretty much the only like nationwide chain of like, specifically game shops. Because they basically bought everyone else, then they folded, then they reopened. So maybe that's it. It's because they're, not they're really the only else. people with a high street presence. Yeah, you could give it to HMV, but HMV could be gone in like ten seconds' time. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> you really don't know. So it's a gamble. Yeah, I would say give it to Tesco or ASDA. Yeah, they're because, still going to be around. Yeah, and they're pretty good people, from what I can tell. Yeah. So yeah, I can't remember what my first point was because I got sidetracked into that. Why does game get the exclusives? I said something else before there, and I was going to go back to it. You've lost me. So have I. Oh well. If only the people listening could tell us in real time like what it was I said I was going to say. Well, they can't. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the point is, I mean, I don't know what. Your oh yeah, overall... yeah I no, remember. Go on, go on, I got go on, it, Riley. I got it. Go back. Rewind. Rewind. Yes. Yes. It was the payment. It was. They always say it's your payment failing, That's and right. you're like, "What? Well, everybody's payments failing." And with me, they couldn't do that. Because I knew they were going to not honour it. This is the thing. I've been burnt before, and I really wanted my fridge. But I was like, I know they're going to do this. So I'm going to catch them. So what I did was, uh, I needed a new PSN, uh, like, 12-month code, because mine was expiring. So I had to, like, keep my PSN network topped up. Sure. So I basically needed to get a, a voucher for that. And game had, like, a deal on for it. And it was a pre-order thing, because it was like, it was some kind of special pack 
that was coming out. So it what it was coming out the next day. So technically it was a pre-order and I thought I'm going to buy that because if it works, I know everything's cool and they can't use that excuse. Yeah. So I pre-ordered the voucher. It arrived the very next day as promised, my payment all cleared and I was like excellent. And, and like now in a couple of weeks when Black Ops comes out, they can't say that it didn't work. You're golden. And that was exactly what happened. They didn't contact me, but on the 5th of November, so that's the day before Black Ops comes out, I, I logged on to game and my bank and looked and the money wasn't gone and my order wasn't processing. Mm. And I was like, okay, as, as expected, they're not going to deliver. So I approached them. And after like an hour on their live chat, they basically admitted to me, yeah, we're not going to be honoring your order. I was like, why? And they were like, I mean, we can't, we can't tell you right now. All, all we can do is offer you the game for free. And I was just like, well, I'm very unhappy. I'm not going to get my fridge, but if you're going to give me the game for free, okay. That That is a pretty good way to to sort of sweeten you up, I yeah. guess. But the letter I got basically just said, uh, unfortunately, we were unable to meet the... Yeah, it was one of those letters where they say, like, unfortunately, the demand was higher than we expected, which doesn't make sense because you stop selling something when you run out. So that it's like traditionally, you, you, yes, you, can't you, be, you can't be surprised. You can't say, "Oh, well, we never expected five hundred people were pre-ordered." Yes, you did because they pre-ordered. <laughs> you knew exactly how many people were waiting for it, and then so, they pre-ordered. Some of them pre-ordered months ago, yeah. months and months ago. And and basically, I was going to say my theory. I don't think it's a theory. I think it's pretty clear. The reason that they go with the payment problem is because I think if they can say you had a payment problem, they don't have to give you any compensation because it's your fault. I got the free game because I could prove my payment wasn't the problem. And I think that's why they do it. I think th- because imagine if every person they didn't deliver a pre-order to got the hardened edition for free. Yeah. They would lose a fortune. Yeah. Because those hardened editions like seventy quid or something. So I think that's why they do it. They say that your payment failed, so they do not have to give you anything. And, so, and all you did was pre-order with them. Some people pay money to pre-order in the stores, mm-hmm. and they just keep your money and say you're not getting your game. Wow. Cricks. That's that's <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> That is scandalous. At least Dick Turpin wore a mask. Yeah. That's all I'm <laughs> the, the really important question, though, is did you get the season pass? I did. Well, there you go. I've got it all. I got the Nuketown map. Mm-hmm. I got the hardened edition of the game with the crap that comes with it. The zombie map, because that's an expansion as well. Yep. And I got the season pass. And even better, uh, because game seem to be trying at least to make this up to me they sent me like digital versions of the codes as well as my physical box right. so i actually think i have another uh another like zombies map and another something else for free as well so, wow which i could give to somebody i'm not gonna of course i'm gonna burn them and shred it and laugh but <laughs> but i could some sort of sacrificial ceremony yeah so i i did quite well out of it but there'll be a lot of people who are not as lucky as me yeah and also like with the fallout thing i mean that is really fresh because it's just happened and they they might well go ahead and make it right but i know that like there were a lot of people at least from the reports that i've seen on like twitter and and other um, gaming websites is that there are people who got it sorted and they got you know they run the phone for hours and hours and hours but they got it sorted they got their pit boy they got fallout on release day happy days there are a lot of people who did that and haven't got it but they might they might still get it. They might still get their Pip Boy. But the fact of the matter is, they don't get the game on launch day. Yeah. Which is like the whole point in pre-ordering yeah. the game. And it's even bigger than that because there's not getting it on launch day, which I would be pissed about. But it's even more than that because game has the exclusive. So and if you pre-order with game, and then on the day the game is released, they tell you no, you've lost your ability to try and get it anywhere else as well because you you know. 
it's harder to get it from another country. But like, if I knew I wasn't getting the Juggernaug edition, I could have tried to get one from America or Australia or something. You know, I could have tried to get one. Yeah. But they don't. They don't deliver you your game. But they also prevent you from ever getting the edition that you wanted. Because you've now lost your chance. They're sold out everywhere. Like, like they'll say, oh, we're going to get more in and you can go on the waiting list. You ain't getting shit. <laughs> like you ain't, you're not getting that. I wasn't expecting there to be so much outrage in, in the first 20 minutes of the first ever Wrong Time podcast. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Got to kill it down in here. Yeah. Well, well, actually, while we're on the subject of pre-ordering games, because there is another side to it, which is just as bad. It's two sides of a very, a very dirty coin. <laughs> a coin you just found in the ground, in the mud. Yes. Is the whole broken game thing where you pre-order a game where you're essentially funding the game's development before it's finished and then it comes out and it doesn't work so like remember assassin's creed last year unity where there was all this stuff about how buggy it was and there were screenshots going up of like you know character models with no heads it was just floating eyes and stuff like that and it was just apparently an absolute horror show just a terrible terrible buggy mess of a game and people are saying that fallout may have some some bugginess, particularly on consoles and particularly on PS4 with frame rate issues and the rest of it. So, you know, maybe I haven't bought Fallout 4 yet. I'm going to maybe stick around till there's a patch and see if that makes it better. But yeah, you're you're pretty much paying for a game that, you know, you've already committed to buy it. Yeah. It doesn't actually have to be good because you've already paid for it. Yeah, that's the issue, isn't it? Because I, I, I'm not sure how much I get on board with it because I feel like it's not like they release on the day because of the pre-orders and stuff. So, But I do get it. I think it's legitimate because they know they've got all that money locked up. Yeah. So there's less pressure. But I feel like if a game was going to come out broken, it was going to come out broken anyway. And the only difference is word of mouth would then stop. I guess that's the that's people's argument, right? Mm. The argument is that if there, was, if there wasn't pre-orders, word of mouth would damage that game and it wouldn't make as much money. Whereas pre-orders make sure they get paid regardless of whether the game's good or not. It's like pre-ordering plus review embargoes yeah. plus the like the fact they can rely on patching it like you would never be able to do that before the internet was the way it is now yeah and you know it's all for some people like say you for example with your high speed broadband living in the big city <laughs> whereas where i live it's not quite so built up if i sit down to play a game and there's a two gigabyte patch to be downloaded i'm not playing that game today i've got to come back tomorrow and, you know, my time to play games these days is quite limited. So it's it's really, really annoying. It's actually my <laughs> my, my biggest kind of bugbear with, with yeah. gaming. Just the fact Black Ops 3, now you mentioned it, had a free gig day one patch. I mean, fuck off, really. That's... And it was, it was even worse than that because it was a free gig download before the game would start. Yeah. But then once the game starts, it download, it does another download for like loading the game or some nonsense and then once you get into the game it downloads multiplayer and then it downloads campaign so what's so, on the bloody disc exactly <laughs> you had to do a free gig download and then go through three more slow moving bars didn't say how much was downloading or if anything was downloading but basically a free gig download plus free long ass loading screens to get black ops to start <laughs> terrible yeah it was bad it used to be as a place, I mean, as a PlayStation Four owner, I'm used to not being able to play games when I want to because PSN is down like every second day. Like when Destiny was, when the first year of Destiny was big and people were kind of playing it regularly, I was playing it regularly, I was enjoying it. But I would say, at least once every week, there was like PSN is down. Sorry, you can't play Destiny. That's yeah. it. If that that's the only the, game you have, you can't play your Yeah, PS4. that was the reason I didn't get it. Because I, I've never played Destiny and I don't have it. And that's the reason is I was turned off by the fact that. I just don't like the idea of a game that I can't play 
if the internet's down. Mm. Like uh, that that really annoyed me because I don't like that that could just be taken away from you. I I won't like let, I won't tangent into Destiny because like I I've just got <laughs> the uh, the year two expansion the, the Taken King because I sort of fell out of it after a few months of playing the year one edition uh, when the first DLC came out and then basically unless you bought that DLC you were refused content that you previously had access to and that really upset me to the point where I stopped playing it but I've got everything now I've I've paid up I've paid my my uh, my Destiny membership. And I'm ready to go. And hopefully the next time we sit down and do a podcast, I'll have a little bit more to say about Destiny. Um, but for now, I don't. Even I might I get involved. PSN doesn't break. Even I might get involved because the Taken King pack is is a good deal. Because it's like, in the UK, it's like £35 and you get everything yeah, that's available for Destiny. And it's quite funny because actually in the box, it's just another Destiny disc. <laughs> and a bunch of download codes. Nice. So I've got two Destiny discs. So if you want a vanilla Destiny disc, yeah. you can have one. But it's pretty much no good to anyone now, so... What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. So we um we've been talking a lot about Black Ops and the uh, me really. It's 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 just pretty much just talking about my experiences of pre ordering a Black Ops. So uh, I guess what what have you been playing around? <laughs> it's the next item on the agenda. Well, uh, thanks for asking. Um, I have been playing, as anyone who follows me on Twitter will know. I was really looking forward to Metal Gear Solid 5. And in the run-up to playing Metal Gear Solid 5, I played all of the other Metal Gear Solid games because, you know, that's just what you do. You get yourself ready. You get you get solid snaked out your nut, as we say. I'm going to say something that you and everybody else are going to love. Riley does already know this about me. I've never played any of the Metal Gear games. None of them. Shocking. I've actually played the first one, but, like, you know... You know, a little bit of stealth. Like, I've never completed one, never played the story. I don't know who the characters are. It means nothing to me. But yeah, I'm still excited about them. <laughs> I, listen, I, I think I think you would like the fifth one because you don't really need to worry about the story because, to be honest, there's not a lot of story in it. And that's one of the things that the Metal Gear Solid fans are a wee bit miffed about, to be honest, is the way, the direction they've gone in with the style of storytelling used to be Big old cutscenes, big old conversations. MGS2, that's my favourite one. You can't walk five metres without someone giving you a call on the radio and talking to you for 20 minutes. I mean, that's just how the story is told. And people were not liking it. And it sort of culminated in the um, that big, famous, hour-and-a-half-long cutscene in Metal Gear Solid 4, which, you know, was like a big story. Um, and I think they've sort of taken criticism of that a little bit too much to heart because now there's barely any storytelling in it. There's barely any time when it stops to just tell you what's going on and why you're doing things and actually who you are it's the, it's, it's just a really weird thing where you don't really get to know you didn't get to know big boss you, you play as big boss in this game by the way i know that means nothing to you <laughs> i know but the big boss man you don't you know very different very different to the big boss man um you don't really get to know him and it's it's a shame you're sort of like an observer in the story but does it still feel like the original games? Though? Does it still have all the like the the little transmitter side by side picture thing and stuff? And no, 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 it doesn't. That makes me sad. Even as someone who's never played the games properly, I really like that. Well, the thing is, that actually has been gone since Peace Walker, which is two games ago. That makes me a, a really game and sad. a half ago. They they did get rid of that. But Peace Walker was a PSP game, so at the time you could be like, oh, well, they've just taken it out because they're saving space. You know, it's a PSP yeah. game. Got now you know it's thing. a creative choice. It's a creative choice. What about and cardboard it, boxes? You still sneak around? There are Listen, there are plenty of cardboard boxes. Nice. And that's the important <laughs> that's thing. That's all I care about. The actual like gameplay is like, it's so good. It's so perfect. And you've got so much freedom to do anything you want. 
Like if you walk into, you spend a lot of time in Afghanistan killing Russians. And if you, well, you don't have to kill them. That's the beauty of it. But we'll get onto that later. <laughs> you spend a lot of time in Afghanistan and you're sort of, nine times out of 10, if you've got to do something and you have to sort of uh, achieve an objective, the objective is either kill this guy or extract this prisoner. That's pretty much it. And you'll be somewhere in the desert, you know, you'll be dropped off from your helicopter and uh, you'll run for five minutes and you'll get to the outpost that you're trying to get to. And it's full of guys. And from there, you're basically just, you're you're off the leash. How do you want to deal with this? Do you want to sneak by? Sneak by. Do you want to get a rocket launcher out and start just blowing holes in the place? Do it. If you want to grab a guy from behind and slit his throat, do it. <laughs> however, you, however you want to kill Russians, you can do it. Yeah, if you want to kill Russians in the desert. Exactly. And you can also kill bears. Oh, nice. Which I chose not to do because, you know, I'm... I'm uh, I'm a fan of bears, but well, I'm a fan of bears in real life. But when it comes to games, I'm like, you know, that was my favorite thing to do in Red Dead. It's called wolf hunting, bear yeah. hunting. Well, in in Metal Gear Solid, you have this thing called the Fulton extraction device, which is a balloon which you can attach to things to uplift the airlift them to your base, and you can do it with <laughs> containers of materials. You can do it with prisoners. You can do it with guards. You can do it with vehicles, and you can do it with bears. I was, I was waiting for that. that it, it's amazing. probably one of the most satisfying things you'll ever do in a game is attach a balloon to the just the just the back leg of a bear, and just <laughs> and the, the really funny thing is like it doesn't just immediately pull him off into the air. It sort of the, the balloon deploys and it pulls him maybe like four feet off the ground and lets him dangle there for like four seconds and then just shoots off into the air as the bear screams in terrified uh, confusion. <laughs> but it's actually, it, it's sort of, it's a, it's kind of broken other games for me because you've got so much freedom to do anything that now when I don't get freedom to do anything, I get upset. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment because I've also been playing The Order. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yes. I won't talk too much more about Metal Gear Solid 5 because it is still quite new. A lot of people won't have finished it. And the people who aren't mid-playing it probably don't care about it that much. But it's uh, it's really great. And it's a shame that it's not finished. Because it isn't finished. It basically just stops. They, they ran out of money. They ran out of time, I guess. Or I don't, I don't know what it. happened. Yeah, not enough people <laughs> pre-ordered Metal Gear Solid Five. So Or uh, too many. It depends how you look at it. <laughs> yeah. There's also an online mode, but I haven't really bothered with it too much. Because it's it's a bit kind of... There's so much in the game, and I finished it, and I was like 45 hours in, and I was just burnt out at the end. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm done now. I'm done being big boss. <laughs> it was fun. We killed a lot of Russians together, but now, now it's time to go our separate ways. Um, yeah. So now I guess that was five. pretty emotional. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, there, was, there was some real sadness in your voice there. Swiped a small tear from my eye because, you know, I spent that much time in such a short space blasting through every game. And getting to kind of even, you know, basically warts and all coming to kind of love all the games. And um, this was supposed to be a really satisfying conclusion to the story. And it's not really. It's part one. Or or it's over now. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. It's done. All I know about Metal Gear Solid is the guy has a horn. You do have a horn in this one, yeah. uh, That's all I know. That's actually all I know. Actually, one thing I learned is that if you, there's like a morality system where if you do bad things and you kill too many Russians, your horn gets bigger. I didn't know that. You're also encouraged to come back to your base frequently to have a shower, which refreshes your mental state. Cause, and know, reduces the horn. <laughs> well, it also washes off the blood because like, <laughs> the blood builds up on your face as you're... Yeah, I won't go too ah. much in more detail about this. No one gives a shit about Metal Gear Solid 5. Everyone's already played it. Yeah, everyone, everybody matters. Let's get to the really important issue, which is The Order, 1886. Oh, yes. 
this is this is going to be interesting. I got this. The first thing I'll say is I played it right after Metal Gear Solid Five, as I alluded to, and so maybe it didn't have the best chance to impress me, like visually. I mean, that is a big transition from one thing to another thing. Like, yeah. So. That's I, like asking you if a Game Boy is good after you're playing your PlayStation Four. Like, there's a big jump there. Yeah, I think so. And I got, I got this for twelve pounds. So I'm gonna. It's good that I didn't have to pay a lot of money for it. Had I paid forty five pounds for this, I would have been furious. <laughs> I mean, just furious. And I'm gonna start by just making the claim that all the stuff that people have said about the frame rate and the aspect ratio, I couldn't care less about that. I don't care that it's only 30 FPS and I don't care that it's got letterbox bars. I'm totally fine with that. That's not anything to do with, you know, the gameplay. The gameplay is terrible. <laughs> it's like a game from the past. <laughs> Somehow it's found its way into a time vortex and arrived on my couch. There's nothing original in there mechanically whatsoever. It's got quick time events. It's got waist-high walls where you can crouch behind and get into shootouts. It's got bullet sponge enemies who don't die when you shoot them with a shotgun three times in the face. It's terrible. <laughs> and it's... I, I, <laughs> He's waving a I'm, finger now. <laughs> I'm winding up. I'm winding up here because I, I, I will accept parts of the presentation are very good. Like, the voice acting is awesome. Really, really good. All the motion capture stuff is great. I didn't really care for the story that much, but it seemed to be pretty well told. I'm not a storyteller, but I'm sure you'll have plenty to say about that in a moment. And another positive about it is it's short, and that's not a dig, but it's quite nice to play a game that doesn't take you 30 hours, where you have to, you know, roam around an open world place just collecting stuff. So it's quite nice to play something which you can polish off in a few days. It was a nice palate cleanser. And also... One of the weapons, because some of the weapons are just dreadful, but one of them, uh, the thermite cannon that you get, where you sort of shoot yeah. a spray of thermite and then you, you ignite it. It's everybody's favourite. That's very cool. So I didn't hate everything about it, but I did hate most things about it. <laughs> I don't think it looked very nice. Oh! I, I don't think it looked very nice at all. Oh, no. And one of the big things that rubbed me up the wrong way was, remember like last generation where like you know gears of war and there was call of duty and every game was like desaturated and brown <laughs> and gray yeah. that's the order it's brown it's gray there's no color in it and it just looks miserable i couldn't disagree more it looks so miserable and it's when you get into the gameplay it's just tedious it's just here's a corridor then here's an area with some sort of waist high walls you can get behind let's have a 10 minute shootout with a bunch of infinitely spawning guys until we've decided that you've you've done enough of that and you can move on to the next part you've got your money's worth from that particular battle here's another corridor and the shooting isn't even that much fun either and quick time events are never fun and I then disagree, there's those I disagree with that as well those horrible platforming bits where you've got to like climb up things it's like it's like it wants to be Gears of War it wants to be Uncharted it wants to be this like masterful storytelling experience and I think it falls short on all of those fronts so that's why I think of the order not Scaving. very good well uh, one last thing <laughs> just as I was starting to enjoy it um, after a few missions I was sort of getting into the story a little bit more and I was sort of finding okay the combat's repetitive but let's just try and be positive so I was like okay it's a, it's a gunslinging adventure okay let's just go into it 
then bang, it hits you with this fucking stealth section in a garden. <laughs> and it goes on for ages. And if a, if, a, if, a, if a guard even spots you, you're dead. Cut scene of you being shot in the head. There's no way to get away from it. There's no, nothing you can do about it, apart from not get seen. And when you've played Metal Gear Solid, which is possibly the best stealth game in the world, just before that, oh, it's really, really maddening. That's you, all I've got you, to say about the audio. You look angry. I'm really quite angry. Right I now. don't even really know how to how to address all of that. Um, I would start by saying I love the order. I think it's not just one of the best games I played uh, this year. I, I, it's one of my favorite games ever. I just I just think I loved it. I loved almost every aspect of it. What I would say is, starting with the gameplay, uh, I actually agree. With almost everything you said about the gameplay, I just dropped my chair slightly. That made me <laughs> say that sentence. That um, sort of undermined your point a little bit. Yeah, there, as you I, just I, sunk down into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree with almost everything you say about the gameplay. The the difference is, and it's going to be hard for me to explain my stance on the order. Go on. But the difference is, I kind of disliked a lot of that gameplay stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change my view of the game, which is weird. And I'm going to try and explain that, but I'm probably not going to do it very well. Good luck. Yeah, I, I would also just before I get into the the main the meat of it. The, the other thing is visually, I just couldn't disagree more with what you were saying. I think it is, I think it is the best looking computer game ever made. I think that includes even the latest releases on PC. Like I think forgetting console games, PC games, it, it is the best looking game ever. It's astonishingly like it's it's incredibly detailed and every aspect of it is beautiful like the lighting ever the, like there's nowhere you can't like run up to a wall in the order and see like a lazy bit of texturing like it is a masterpiece of visual design i think it's but, astonishingly great but you can run up to a wall which is curved and find that the boundary box stopping <laughs> you from walking into it is a square. So your your character is stopped like a foot away from the wall. I, if I want to walk into the wall I in 2015, I should be able to walk into that wall. I personally have not experienced that, and I feel like I... Because I, I took a long time to play The Order. A lot of people criticise it because it's short. I, I did it very slowly. Like, I, I took maybe, like, maybe, I don't know, nine or ten hours or something for my playthrough, like, because I was just, like, I was just eating it up. I was loving it. And uh, I just think, I think it's great. I think it's the best-looking game ever. I think the 30 frames a second argument against it i just think it's ridiculous like i think i think people people argue that because they basically seem to think this is going to lead into my other point as well so i'm going to transition okay. <laughs> between talking about the Segway, visuals and, yeah like people seem to have decided what a game is meant to be and one of those things right now is people have decided a game is meant to be 1080p and 60 frames a second and i just think that's rubbish because whether or not the reasons for film being a certain frame rate, that's a totally separate argument. Should films be a lower frame rate is an argument for another day. The point is, people associate quality with films, with like properly produced films. And properly produced films have a lower frame rate. They look different. And that is what The Order has done perfectly. Because if The Order was 60 frames a second, it wouldn't look good. It would look like Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> which is bad just to clarify that for all those people out there who don't understand the point that, that might be the most controversial yeah. thing you've said Doctor Who looks terrible and uh, that's the, like and not terrible in like visual quality but in like it's it's that 60 frames a second is not the smoothness that we want to look at media through if you're playing a first person shooter you want 60 FPS or you want you want the smoothness the accuracy but like this is the order is meant to be a film 
It's meant to. It's, I mean, that's essentially what it is. It's like it's a game that's striving to be a film. <laughs> like, uh, okay. And, and that's and that's what gets to, that's the main point for me is people criticize the order and they list all their laundry list of things they hate about it the gameplay this and the boss fights that and all this oh, stuff. The bo- I forgot yeah. about the boss fight everybody hates all that stuff but I think like all of that is irrelevant to me because what they they don't it's almost like they don't really have an opinion on the order it's more like they have an opinion on games in general and the order does not meet that opinion and that is why it's bad that's what people say whereas for me I see like are the boss fights and stuff in the order bad I think they are bad if you compare them to what a gaming boss fight is meant to be. But for me, because ever like, I mean, maybe I'm a, I'm an extreme minority, obviously. But for me, the boss fights are bad in gameplay terms because they're basically just a repetitive cutscene. But I played the order like I was watching a film. I was like completely immersed in the story and the experience. And the boss fight for me, it was almost like. I didn't want it to be a challenge and I didn't want to be playing a game. I didn't want to be like platforming or like, or like trying to master a skill. It was almost like I'm watching a film, but my input is necessary to continue this story. And that's how I viewed the boss fights. That's how I viewed the gunfights. And that's why I think my experience of the order is very different. I think people don't not, when people say the order is a bad game or they don't like the order, I think that the order is simply something new that does not meet their, opinion of what a game should be they have this entitlement where they think like i deserve this this is what a game is meant to be and if a game is not this it's not a game the order is just something that most gamers don't want to appreciate i think that's the that's the kind of the clearest i can make that point okay so i don't disagree with all that like (laughs) as i said the frame rate the um aspect ratio doesn't bother me i really i couldn't give a shit i mean i really don't care about that stuff the point you make about it being like a film and enjoying it like a film. I felt like, and I did try to do that because I'm, I'm, I like my games. I'm less into my films. So I like to, I like to be playing the game. I like to be, you know, to know that I'm influencing the game as much as is possible. But in the order, I felt like I was steering a camera around. So I thought, okay, let's just try and take this for what it is. And I actually thought it fell short of trying to be like a film because it kept reminding me that I was playing a bad game all the time when I was starting to get into it oh here's a little white dot on the screen for a point of interest oh that's a photograph I'll pick it up oh here's a weird view of my arm oh I can rotate my arm back and forward oh I can look at the other side oh I can put it down that had absolutely no bearing on the experience whatsoever I, I get that and I, I I don't disagree with all that I think I actually agree with the the two points I would list in the order that I didn't like I mean they didn't affect my experience in any way but they didn't like sour it for me but if I had to list parts I didn't like the stealth part, nobody likes it. And I, I didn't like it either. Mm. And the reason I didn't like it is because I actually think it was too much of it was too much gameplay, if that makes sense. Because the reason I argue that the boss fights are good in the order, and because people are like, oh, the boss fight at the end is the same as the boss fight in the middle. And like all you do is click the buttons. It's just a quick time event with the same button. The point of the boss fights in the order is they're not meant to be challenging. Like they're 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 story. The boss fights in the order, they're not even boss fights. Like, they're boss fights because that's what gamers have decided is a component of a game. The boss fight is a component, and this is a bad component in the order. The boss fights are story progression. And for me, the only bits of the order I didn't like are the bits where I actually had to, like, activate my gamer, like, playing. Where I actually had to start thinking, okay, button combos, like, tactics. Like, for me... The stealth bit was bad because of that, because it actually required me to do too much. I would have liked the stealth segment if you had to stealth your way through the maze, and to stealth your way through, you just had to hit quick time events in the right time. I would have liked that. 
The Order for me is an interactive story. It's an interactive film. Like, I don't like using the word experience because it's so wanky, but, it's like, but I mean, that's what it is. It's an interactive experience. And I think if The Order did anything wrong, I guess that all it did wrong to for me was tell people they were getting a game. Because I think to, to gamers, as they like, as they see what a game is meant to be, it's somewhat misleading. Because if someone likes Gears of War and they like Call of Duty or they like Fallout or whatever game it is they like, they like Metal Gear Solid, the order is not that. The order is not a game. It's like by those standards. The order is an interactive experience. So, I mean, maybe maybe what we can agree on is that they were trying to target two different groups of people. Yes. And in the end, all you're going to end up with something is something that disappoints both groups ultimately like the people who are looking for an interactive interactive experience are going to be annoyed because there's so much gameplay yeah and the people who want gameplay are going to be annoyed because that gameplay is terrible yeah i didn't think it went too far though because for me i can only list the stealth bit is the only bit of the game which i really and even that i didn't hate it the stealth bit is the only bit of the game where i really just felt like this isn't in keeping with what the order is meant to be so i i feel like if anything the problem with the order has is it compromised too much. I think that the order shouldn't have tried to turn itself into other games. It should have just been true to what it was. And a lot of people might hate it, but you know, whatever. It sold a ton of copies anyway, which yeah. proves that people didn't buy it by word of mouth or buy it because they heard it was good or whatever because it got panned when it when it came out review wise. Everybody hated it. I think people bought it because of the hype. So they should have just stuck to what it was meant to be. They should have made it like an um, uh, experience with n- almost no gameplay. Because even The Last of Us, The Last of Us is a good comparison because that's a game I I really love. I love The Last of Us. The Last of Us is like the or, the version of The Order that has more gameplay. Like for me, The Last of Us and The Order are very similar. But The Last of Us is a game and The Order is an experience. That's how I'd separate them. Well, there you go. I mean, playing it, all I could think was why in 2015, <laughs> when I get to a door before my companion NPC, do I need to wait for them? to catch up with me and open the door. Why can't I open the door? It's funny you should mention that because that that is an issue which I, I can't really disagree with. I would say it didn't bother me because I was so busy exploring the world and just like like looking at stuff. Like I was just immersed. So I didn't really feel like... Like for me, I never felt like I wanted to do something I wasn't allowed to do. I never felt like I want to go through that door. I wanted, like I was just was in it. But Black Ops 3 has taken a very different attitude to that, which you might like. No matter how fast you run in Black Ops 3, no matter how far you go, your comrades will just appear in front of you. They just teleport ahead of you, so you can never be ahead of them. Fine with that. Yep. So, like, at the one point in the game, we're running through this, like, store. It's like Singapore, and there's, like, a storm ravaging it, and you're running through all these flooded buildings and stuff. And I... I had noticed this in earlier missions that I couldn't escape the guy. So I just went for it. I just absolutely tore ahead. I was skipping all of the guys and just like powering through it. And then he just keeps appearing in front of me. You can't escape him. And I think it's terrible because I think, okay, maybe the order doesn't let you open a door as fast as you like. But the point is the order is like, it's as real, I think, almost as a game could get in terms of like nothing, nothing weird and unexplained happens in the order in terms of like, the universe like no people just don't appear in the wrong places like things don't happen that don't make sense like cutscenes don't jar you like for me the order is the only game i've ever played where cutscenes and games just go seamlessly there's no differentiation between them like it's just it, the game was one long cutscene apart from the stealth scene where you die <laughs> I, I am very glad you made the point about how nothing is out of place in the world because 
I made a point while I was playing it because I could, I basically could just hear you in my head while I was playing it, telling me how great it was in, in that way you do. <laughs> and so I thought every time something happens that is either, I'll admit to being a bit petty here, but any time something happened which was out of place or looked weird or there was a bug or a glitch or something like that, I immediately hit the share button on my on my PS4, which dumps the last 15 minutes of uh, your gameplay into a video file. And I'll look through that because I'm pretty sure there's some, uh, some nuggets and maybe we should... Uh, Maybe we should revisit this discussion when we have that video footage, and uh, I can put it to you and see what you see what you make of it. Maybe I'd be interested to see it. There's only one thing I noticed in the order, very early in the order. I noticed this when I played it for the first time, that whenever I stood in front of a mirror, there was no reflection, and I thought that's really weird because the game is so good. How could they have missed that? And now like I'm going like conspiracy theorists because now I'm just like, okay, is there like story that hasn't been revealed here about reflections and like vampires and mm. you know how like vampires don't aren't supposed to have reflections? Like maybe this is gonna be like worked into the story somehow. Because I just thought Galahad walks in front of a mirror and you're telling me in the order a game that looks like this that they just forgot that someone went oh shit we forgot the reflections there's no way oh I bet I bet they were like oh shit we forgot the reflections oh better make him a vampire better put, better put vampires in it <laughs> we gotta put vampires in this possible game. but I don't know I don't know how well I made my case there but my my I guess the, the simplest I can put my point is that I feel like the gameplay in the order is bad if you judge it by game like traditional game standards but for me it's not bad because i don't think it's meant to be judged that way like i don't think the boss fights are bad because they designed bad gameplay or because they were lazy i think i think like 90% of the choices in the order were intentional stylistic choices to make the game be played a certain way and the trouble is that majority of gamers don't want to play a game like that in terms of choices being made to influence the way you play, there is a section. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bang on about this because I've <laughs> I've made my feelings very clear. We're not gonna change each other's minds here. But there is a point in the game, or there's two points, I believe, in the game. So essentially, when you are running and gunning in this game, it's a lot like Gears of War. If there's something waist higher, or there's a ledge or something, you can uh, you can take cover. In two points of the game, you're in darkness and you have a lamp. And when you have a lamp, when you're holding this lamp, you can't take cover. So it takes away like that sort of core thing about the game. You know, the, 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 all the gunplay seems like it was designed around being able to take cover and jump out, and it takes that away. So you've basically got to strafe around behind pillars like it's, you know, 2005. Again, I just don't have a problem with it because for me, if anything, I, again, I would say that the, the, the whole cover system just makes it more like a game to me. Like, you know, in Gears of War, you take cover and you fight. In GTA, you do the same. Like every game's got their system. And what I liked about most of the order is there, there felt like there wasn't a system. In the shooting, there was. So I actually, that's an example of a bit of the order that I liked. Because I was just like, yes, we're not just following the rules of the order's gunplay. We're just, this is just, a, it's different. I would, I would have loved it if the order had no consistent gameplay. Like, I would have liked it if it was just quick time events. And then every shooting, there was some kind of weird difference about it. Like, I just, it's like an experience. And for me, there's there's absolutely no joy for me in playing a game where you're basically just doing the same things over and over again. Like, and even if you layer a story into that, because like the Fallout games, you know, I've not really played them that much, but I've seen a lot of people play them. Like, I've watched you play a lot of Fallout 3. Like, I get what they are. And there is story there and everything. But it's like, for me, there's just no... I don't get the same kind of joy from that. Because there's it's just like, you're basically said, here's a set of things that you can do. 
and you can do them along this path. Like, whereas for me, the order is hugely restricted in terms of gameplay. But it's basically, it's it's not about the gameplay. Like, the point of playing the order is not to master the controls. It's not to master the gunplay. It's to experience the journey. And I think that could be done as a film. You know, the order could have been a film. And then people were like, well, why wasn't it a film? It's like, because just because it's on a console does not mean it has to meet, like, meet people's requirements of what they think a game is. I think... I'm so for creative experimenting. And like, I think if the order had made one mistake, it was trying to pretend it was a game. They I should have just said, this is not a game. This is a, a new interactive experience. And if you don't like it, then F you. <laughs> one of the things you need to keep in mind, though, is like how it was how it was pitched. Like, exactly. This was the big PS4 game. You know, yeah. PS4, this is for the players. You know, this was it. This was going to be the big flagship PlayStation game that was going to change totally. everything. And it was going to be, you know, the next big thing. And it, it wasn't like it told a very good story and it well you know an okay story and it did it in a very a very all right yeah. way. They lied. They lied to the audience. They they told the audience they were getting Fallout. They told the audience they were getting the next Gears of War. They they told them they were getting what they thought they were getting and it wasn't that. And for all those reasons, I loved it, but it was still misleading. That's the mistake they made. They they definitely misrepresented what they were making to their audience. I just can't deal with with bad gameplay when you've got to do something so often and it's so not fun to do you know you're like what's the point i i found it was an absolute grind i, I think it's I just really all did. about your mental state because people, people have said the same to me about the last of us is they found like clearing out the areas of infected and stuff felt like a grind and like for me nothing in it felt like a grind because i was never thinking about the gameplay mechanics i was just i was just in it i was galahad <laughs> Drinking my black water and noising around London. Having your wee drink of juice every time you <laughs> fell down. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I, I didn't like it. You liked it. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> so I, I think that's that's the order. I mean, we're not, we probably don't need to say any more about that. No, I, might, I would definitely like to it. present this yeah. in video form when I have the video evidence because yeah. I would like to get your take on some of these things. Um, we'll start like a court series where yeah. uh, we have to provide evidence and make our cases for a judge. I think you made a very <laughs> I think you made a very good case. I just think that we like very different things out of games. Yeah. And I would I would be very curious to see going back to Metal Gear how you would take to to playing that where you're just not given a steer, you're just told, here's a world, go. Yeah. I I think my my point that I just can't really express very well because I'm just not very good at it, is basically that saying something is good or bad is kind of like it only depends on what you're comparing it to and i guess that's my argument if you are comparing the order to other games it's bad but my argument is you shouldn't compare the order to other games it's there's nothing else like the order in my opinion that we can both agree on <laughs> for better or worse okay fair enough well that's the order um we've ran a little longer than i was expecting and the lip sync is amazing in the, the, li- the lip sync is good. Yeah, it's spot on <laughs> We're running a little longer than I expected because we got quite passionate about the order. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention a little iOS game, and I'll just skim over it quickly, that I've been playing. It's a game that's on mobile phones, so iOS and Android. It's called Lifeline, and it's like um, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure-style game where you're presented with an A or a B option about how you want the story to progress. And so pretty standard. We've seen a lot of those. We've all read those books as kids, I'm sure. But... It's really cool because the way it's presented is like it's text messages that you're receiving from an astronaut who's been on a on a spaceship which has crash landed on a planet somewhere and he's the only survivor. And somehow using his communication equipment, he's got in touch with you and only you. He can't speak to anyone else. So 
I haven't messages. played it, but I've heard about it, and yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I, I think you would. I think you'd like the concept. So you you basically are getting text messages from this guy, and it plays out in kind of real time. So you know he might be asking you for some advice about what to do. You know, so I've I found this relic. Should I explore the left corridor or the right corridor? Should I slowly rotate it if I had? <laughs> There's none of that here. And I'll say go explore the left corridor. And he'll go away. I say, okay, I'll, I'll get back to you. And that's it. The game's over. You go back to your, your day and maybe an hour later, you get another message from your from your astronaut friend saying, oh, I had a look over there. There was nothing there. Should I try the other one? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Off he goes. Speak to you in an hour. So it's quite cool because it does kind of play out in, in real time. I really and do it, like the concept because it's like, it is just a choose your own adventure. Yeah. But there's something really real about it because you're not in control of when it happens. Exactly. Like, and all, well, you, you sort of are because the game essentially freezes when there's a decision on you, yeah. which turned out to be a good thing for me because I got, while I was playing it, it takes about three days, but I got really busy at one point and I wasn't able to, to sort of sit down and, and give it the attention it needed. So I actually sat in a kind of frozen state for a few days for me, but that's okay. You know, you don't get punished for doing that. So it's, it's lenient in that regard. But, you know, when he goes away to do something, you don't get to choose when he comes back. Yeah. He just comes back when he's done. Um and I'd, also, li- I'd like it if you didn't even get that pause. That's what I'd like. <laughs> I like it just to be very extreme and unforgiving. Yeah. Well, he, he would just start screaming at you, like, "Where are you? I need you." <laughs> I, I think I actually think you're totally out of right. I, I think I think there's scope for like a sort of hardcore mode yeah. where you just have to be there, and if you're asleep at the time, you either have to get up and help him, or yeah. he's dead. Exactly. He's, he's dead. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. And um, but there's also a lot of cool because it like sort of is, you know, obviously it's a sci-fi story, but because he's talking to you, it's kind of it's kind of presented as reality. So there are points when he asks you for advice on things that you're just not going to know about. Like, so early on in the game, he's, um, when he crash lands in a ship, he asks you because it's cold and he wants to go to sleep. If he should sleep inside the ship where it's freezing cold, or if he should go pitch a tent out by the engine, the reactor of, of the, the downed spaceship. And if he does that, he's going to get 150 rads of radiation. And his question is, is that going to kill me? Can so you, you Google it. Can you find out from it? So <laughs> you have to go that Google. That is cool. I like, like, it's 150 like rads lethal. And, you know, unfortunately now, when you when you put that statement into Google, uh, you get a lot of uh, lifeline yeah. websites. But essentially, you, you find out that it should be okay is basically the answer. Um, and you tell him, and he's like, all right, cool. And he goes to sleep, and he wakes up in the morning, and he's like, oh, I'm fine. I got rads. <laughs> I'm all radded. Help. So I, I really like Lifeline, um, but the writing didn't really work for me, which is kind of important in a game, which is all writing. I've, I've also heard that, and that, that's that's what turned me off. Because I, when it comes to the story, uh, like I, I have pretty high standards. It, it's the way it's the way that the character talks. Like it's all very like whimsical. Yeah, and it's it sort of pulled me out of it a little bit. Like if he's in the life or death scenario and he's stopping to like tell some silly anecdote and you know in a really wacky yeah, sort of way. Yeah, it just highlights too that it's a game. It's not it cuts the reality. Yeah, it does, and that was a bit of a shame. Um, but I thought the idea was so good that I wanted to bring it up. And also, it costs like a pound if you want to buy it. And if you're fortunate enough to have an Apple Watch, which I don't, I don't you don't do, you don't have I one don't. Either. But if you have an Apple Watch, and I I would assume a, a Google smartwatch as well, his messages pop up on your wrist so you can be like communicating with your astronaut without taking your phone out your pocket while you're in Starbucks or something. That's pretty cool. So I thought Lifeline was very cool. I, I love the sound of it. I just haven't got around to playing it yet, but I think I definitely will. Like it you, just it sounds great. It's one of those things you just fit in around yeah. what you're doing. And if he pings you, 
you know, I, I kind of treat him a little bit like when you ping me, I'm like, oh, I'll get back to him at some point. <laughs> and actually, I remember thinking this when I was playing it. The way he texts and the way he like pings you messages is the same as the way you ping me messages. So there's like two kinds of people where, say on Skype or something, when you're typing to someone, the first school of thought, which is where I sit, is when you type what you want to say and you press enter. No, no, no. The no. second school of thought is where you break up what you want to say into a million pieces and send each one individually. And that's what this guy does. I like that. And I'll tell you why I do that, because I feel it's easier to convey your meaning and tone doing that. Well, you get a sense of the rhythm, right? When you when you do that way. And it's and also there's no doubt that it's annoying because <laughs> if you want someone's attention, one message ain't gonna do it, yeah, but ten will. <laughs> that's true. And actually it's done quite well in this game because even though the messages come through like that, they are like I don't know if it's intentional or if it's random, but like the way they come through, the rhythm at which they come through is kind of like I don't know, it just kind of gives it a sense of pace, weirdly. Yeah. So it does a lot of things very well. It's a shame the, the character writing wasn't very good. Like the character, the way the character is, didn't really work for me. Um, but I will be keeping a close eye on... Uh, on his chances. On, on, <laughs> yeah. I'll be keeping a close eye on the guy who made the game because I hope he makes more. And I hope other people make games like that as well because I think it's a really cool idea. And I don't, I don't know if it's actually been done before like this. This is the first example of it that I've seen. But I hope that there's more of them because it was very cool. And there's not very many good games for your phone these days. But one game that is good for your phone is <laughs> Super Hexagon. Nice. Excellently done. Zing. Um, uh, yeah. I I think I know what you're going to talk about here. Go but, on, uh, go on, please. Super Hexagon... I don't know what it is. It's not like Super Hexagon 2, but he's like he's updated it for mobile devices or something. Okay, so um, when Super Hexagon first went on to... Uh, it was iOS, really, specifically. Um, I don't know if it was using the right kind of technology for the game. I think it was just sort of hacked together a little bit. Um, but the guy who ported it, it wasn't actually Terry Kavanaugh who did this, but he's he's got a guy who ported the game. He's kind of uh, updated it to a more modern engine if you like and uh, now it runs at you know buttery smooth 60 fps yeah because it was always a little bit laggy on the ipad it was it was always a little bit laggy and you could tell it was a little bit lower resolution because you know the the retina ios devices have got such a high resolution yeah that low res stuff looks bad on it and so it kind of suffered from that a little bit so it's all been updated it all looks great and really there's never been a better time to play it if you haven't played it you should play it I know you've played it. I'm not talking to you, but yeah. I'm talking to who to hasn't listeners. played Super Hexagon. And also, if you you know don't just play Super Hexagon, watch our fifty thousand episode series on it. You'll find it on the YouTube channel. Oh yeah, www.youtube.com/slash/wrongdownedcentral. Nice. I forgot we made videos too. Yeah, there's a Super Hexagon playlist there, which is days long. <laughs> we played it a lot. I would actually go as far as saying I don't know if anybody's played as much Super Hexagon on YouTube as we have. I don't think so. We have a lot of hours. A lot of hours. I also would say that no one has played as much Super Hexagon but improved so little as both you and Davey. That's true. I actually think I regressed. I think I'm the worst I've ever been at Super Hexagon right now. Yeah. I was reminded by uh, by my cousin, who's a big fan of the, f- the videos that we do, um, that there, the first video we made of that, I think there's like there's evidence, video evidence of me doing a very, very bad run on the very first level, getting something like seven seconds. Which is just a testament to my greatness. Yeah. Look how, far I've, look how far I've come. Well done. So, Super Hexagon, go buy it. Thanks. Yeah. So. Well, I've run out of games to talk about. Yeah, we've talked about uh, everything I had, and we've talked about everything you had, Good. and we argued about the order a little bit. That we did argue well. about the, the order. That was fun. 
Oh, we're over the hour mark now. I think we're fine. Uh, oh, that's podcast length, isn't that's, it? That's all right, mate. We're yeah. done. Catch you later. Bye. There's nothing, there's nothing really to talk about because this is the first podcast, so it's not like we've got any questions or anything. Well, to this is something we would like to do from episode two onwards is spend a little bit of time just answering questions, basically, because that's what other podcasts do, and we don't really have any original ideas of our own. So yeah. if you want to ask us any questions about games, games we like, or anything at all, really, if you just want to know what what claw smells like i could probably yeah. it doesn't have to be about games i mean this is a gaming kind of focused podcast but we're not gonna we're not gonna shy away from things that aren't games if you want to know who is our favorite character in superman 2 we'll happily go and watch the film and then yeah. <laughs> decide which is our favorite yeah. character i might watch it i don't know about happily <laughs> but yeah if you got anything jess because we're also on the youtube channel which is like we make a lot of videos about random stuff we do but we're 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 trying out some new things and we're doing different videos and I don't know if anybody has a question about a video like why did we choose to do that or anything or or, or like what do you think about this like you could you now have a forum to ask it because we re- we reply in the comments on YouTube videos but you know if you just if you want to hear us actually have a discussion about something or you think this is really important and they didn't address it then you can ask us how should they ask us well I would suggest <laughs> um, that they either. The people out there, uh, they either tweet to us at Wrongtown on that's, Twitter. That's a pretty good way. That that is our that's our official Twitter outlet. Um, but you know these these podcasts are going to be going going up on YouTube as videos as well. Um, so you know any questions that people leave in the comments section, that's we'll, a, that's a good way too. We'll get them. If you're listening to this on YouTube, if you go back to the tab that it's in, you can uh, just leave a comment there. Yeah, basically, if you find any Wrongtown related outlet and you ask a question on it, it'll probably get back to us at some point. You know, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we've got an algorithm. We've got we've got <laughs> algorithms for gathering your questions. Yeah, and if there aren't any questions, we'll either make up some questions or we'll pretend we never asked for questions. Yeah, and you know, if you go to the YouTube channel or you go to the Twitter to leave a question, you know, then if you if you already frequent those two outlets, then that's great. But if you don't. You should have a nose around. You might find something that you find entertaining. Absolutely should. So yeah, there's um, lots of stuff there. There's lots of videos in the wrong time back catalog. What what um what of, of the catalog for someone who's never let's say someone who's never watched one of our videos before? What would you recommend? Um, it depends what they like because we do we've done a lot of different things over the years. That's true. So if you if you're into Minecraft, for example, if you're into like machinima stuff, then the search for Davy is. I think it's pretty good. The Search for Davy is a long Minecraft saga that we made many years ago, and I think it's very strong. If you're just like more, if you're just like a, a more general gamer, not like very Minecraft focused, then there's tons of other things we do. Surgeon Simulator is really good. Super Hexagon is really one of our flagships. We we absolutely destroyed Super Hexagon. We did. not just for ourselves, but for everyone. <laughs> we, we, we we ran it right into the ground. And more recently, we've been playing stuff like uh, we played Streets of Rage. Recently, mm. we've been we've we started some Hearthstone. Oh yeah, we started a Hearthstone tutorial series. So if you're struggling with your Hearthstone, you want to see how to get better, <laughs> you can watch that. Oh yeah, good luck to you with yeah, that one. You'll find lots of gems on the on the YouTube channel. Yeah, so subscribe to us um, on YouTube. That's YouTube.com/slash Wrongtown Central, and follow us on Twitter at Wrongtown. If you want to follow. Us as people, because we don't always just I talk never about even, I never even crossed my mind. Remember, remember we've got our own that. Twitter accounts. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to follow Claw, yeah, he's at Wrongtown Claw. I'm at Wrongtown Riley. I'm not going to tell you how to spell that, so just look on Claw's page and you'll probably find <laughs> me somewhere. Yeah, I don't think I've got that many uh, people that I'm following. I was going to say followers, but Riley Point doesn't follow me. <laughs> No. Just you'll find you'll find them somewhere. I just I just abuse you anonymously with one of my many sock puppet accounts. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
that's it really i think we've we've covered quite a lot of topics yeah um if you have enjoyed the podcast and you want us to do it again tell us and if you don't if you actually don't want us to do it again just tell us that as well yeah because that's funny you know like <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> I'm all for criticism if you liked it tell us you liked it and, and if you want more of it then demand more if you did enjoy it and you were listening on itunes um it would be awesome if you could leave us a rating and a review because apparently that pushes us up the list oh really of gaming podcasts so, I mean, I would imagine right now we've got to be rock bottom. So, you know, we'll just climb the ladder. Yeah. Do the podcasty thing. The podcast. I don't really know what it is. I don't I'm even know not, what a podcast sure. is. I'm, yeah. I'm just a YouTube person. No. Is this even recording? <laughs> well. Yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us chat nonsense for the last hour and 10 minutes. Um, and stay tuned to the channel for more awesome gaming videos and also more podcasts in the future. Hello, any last words? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>